0: We are proud to announce a new sponsor for this podcast, Auggie's Locker Room. Auggie's Locker Room, which is located less than a mile away from Notre Dame Stadium, was named the best Notre Dame's collectible shop in the country. This shop is amazing. If you are a passionate Notre Dame fan and are looking for that special Notre Dame piece to complete your rec room, Auggies is the place to go. They have a wide selection of Notre Dame stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind rock knee items. They have an exclusive Joe Montana signed items. If Auggies doesn't have it in store, he will find it for you. Visit Augie'sLockerRoom.com or stop in at 1811 South Bend Avenue and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. Augie lockerroom.com or call 574-277-NDND Sportsbeat AM continues with the latest in Notre Dame football recruiting this is the blue and gold illustrated recruiting update with Mike Singer
1: Let's talk some Irish football recruiting with Mike. You can check him out at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. His Twitter handle is at Mike T. Singer. Well, Mike, we watched Alabama come up short, trying to win the national championship Monday night, losing to the Georgia Bulldogs. And I know earlier in the week it was a moment in which Notre Dame fans, I think, had to cringe a little bit, Alabama offered Cooper Flanagan an outstanding tight end commit of this fighting Irish football program. You wrote about it at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Do you think it was a big deal for Flanagan to get that type of offer from Nick Saban?
0: If you're a high school recruiter get an offer from Alabama, that's a big deal. I mean, it just is. So he was extremely honored uh, by that offer from the Crimson Tide, but um, by all accounts, I think that uh, Flanagan is uh, solid in his Notre Dame commitment, Darren. Um, Notre Dame's tight end you. There's not really a, at least in my opinion, I don't think there's a better tight end school to go uh, to in the country, so uh, Notre Dame throws to their tight ends. Uh, he's going to get the ball um, you know, in a Fighting Irish uniform. Uh, plenty featured in that offense, so yeah, I think Cooper Flanagan, I mean, look, he's a junior in high school right now. Darren, I'm getting a little bit of feedback, Darren. I don't know if that's coming through on the radio, but I'm just hearing a little bit of my end. But you sound good. Okay. Um. Yeah. So he is, um, just a junior in high school. So I mean, we got what 11 months until signing day, but um, so so a lot can happen. But I I feel pretty darn good about him being very solid with Notre Dame.
1: Mike, obviously the tight end position is very important to the Fighting Irish offense when Mike Denbrock was calling the plays or Brian Kelly or now with Tommy Reese, and they continue to go after two tight ends in every cycle. Is that unusual, or does that make total sense considering how useful the tight end has been in this Notre Dame offensive system for so long?
0: Think about this, Darren. In the 2020 class Notre Dame took Michael Mayer and Kevin Bauman. 2021, you had Kane Barong and Mitchell Evans. 2022, Holden Stays and Eli Raritan. They already have a commitment in 2023 at tight end. This would be, what, four straight cycles of two tight ends. That's it has got to be unheard of. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine too many schools are doing that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll see Notre Dame fans. Like when I've even wrote at BlueandGold.com that Notre Dame is – potentially looking at a second tight end in this cycle that a lot of Irish fans like, man, I'd rather that scholarship go to another quarterback or receiver. And, you know, I, I understand, but Notre Dame is able to recruit tight ends at such a high level. You get the best players and Notre Dame's able to get the best players at the tight end position. So they're going to keep recruiting those guys. Um, So we'll see if they get a second tight end to go along with Cooper Flanagan in this 2023 cycle, Darren. Um, but, you know, if they if they do get another one, it's going to be someone who's really good.
1: Mike Singer, Recruiting Insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, com, Joining me on Sportsbeat AM. More All-Star action last weekend. You were watching some practices. A couple of Irish players, did they stand out to you?
0: Yeah, some of these guys really did. I mean, the All-American Bowl is... It's impressive. I mean, the the, the amount of talent there. Um, uh, like the Under Armour game that I was at the week before. Like that, that's that's very good. But the All American Bowl, I think, is just a little bit of a different level, just from top to bottom. The amount of talent there. So there were eleven Notre Dame guys there, which is o- over half their class. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was that was impressive in itself. Um, Joey Tanona um tested positive for COVID, so he was out. Um, And then, you know, the punter, Bryce McPherson was also there. Now, I'm not a punting expert, so I can't really evaluate him. Uh, But I wrote about in depth the the other nine guys all week at bluegold.com, which, of course, you can find that under our news tab if you go to our site. Um, I would say Billy Shrouth was probably the most impressive Notre Dame player there. Uh, The offensive lineman from uh, Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. He was blocking a five-star Georgia defensive end Michael Williams. Um, he, who the he won a couple reps against him in one-on-ones, and he was the only player to really do that all week. So it's kind of the rich get richer there. I mean, this, this Michael Williams kid was an, a, a phenomenal. Um, and, and Williams did be pretty bad on a few occasions, but Shroud again was the only guy who actually won a rep against him in one-on-ones all week. But the thing about Shroud is that you watch him on tape. He's really only uh, run blocking. You don't see him pass blocking at all. So to see him now pass block against this elite competition actually do well, um, you know, was impressive by him. There's some definitely other top performers. Joshua Burnham um, was really good. Receiver, Tobias Merriweather. uh, Burnham, by the way, linebacker. Um, It it was a really good showing by the Notre Dame recruits. And, you know, they weren't on the top ten performers of the entire um all the players there but you know kind of in in that next group of, of of you know 10 to 15 range you start see some Notre Dame recruits in those top lists
1: Mike I'm not a big fan of trying to compare individuals and I don't want to take you down that road so I'm going to try to slip around that but I'm just I, I feel
0: a butt coming on yeah, yeah, the, yeah there
1: you go. a little a little but Merriweather how far along is he in his development? I'll just say this, listening to you and, and watching Lorenzo Styles, it felt like he was a pretty good-looking wide receiver coming into Notre Dame. He was pretty technically sound. Of course, it was honed here, and I know it's we're talking about two different type of wide receivers. I'm just wondering how far along you think Merriweather is, and with the lack of numbers at wide receiver, is there a chance he could compete for a little playing time next year?
0: uh much more far along than i actually thought okay he is a polished receiver. I, I, I was very very impressed by his very weather and i do think that he is going to play as a true freshman at Notre Dame at the receiver position he is impressive six 493 pounds deep ball um great great skills to go up and get the ball at its high point but he's also very good at the screen game he's intermediate uh, routes. I mean, all, all around Tobias Barrett, it's very good. I, he, I was just extremely impressed with him and left San Antonio feeling that this young man can play as a true freshman for Notre Dame. The receiver numbers are not good, but if you're a Notre Dame fan, you got to feel encouraged that this young man is ready to contribute as a true freshman. Uh, I believe that he is.
1: Mike Singer, Recruiting Insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Mike, I'll tell you what, just listening to your reports the last year and looking at the list of Notre Dame early enrollees, I believe there are 12 early enrollees for Marcus Freeman this year. That is quite the number and quite the head start for these particular players. Is there a player or two that you're really intrigued by coming early, and a chance to compete during spring practice? I mean, I look at the list. You could probably name all 12, honestly, but can you narrow down one or two you find at least the storyline being interesting?
0: Oh, man. Good luck. Uh, okay. So <laughs> let, let's talk about the offensive line for a second, Darren. Um, you know, Harry, He reportedly coming in as the offensive line coach, not official by Notre Dame yet, but that's what we're expecting. So you would expect Alt and Fisher and, you know, maybe Harry, Changes some things up, but just from just humor me. You got Alton Fisher as your your bookend tackles. You got Jarrett Patterson sliding back at center. Um at at a, when he was inserted at a guard, he had a strong season, so I could see him back there. And then Josh Lugg is not returning to sit on the bench, so I feel like you know right guard. You know him and Christophe play the guard spots. I mean that that's a really good offensive line. But the one guy who I'm very intrigued with who can somehow get into that lineup, whether that be I don't know about starting day one, but if someone goes down and Billy Shrouth, Billy Shrouth, I'm hearing could potentially be a guy who um, could be ready to play as a true freshman at Notre Dame on the offensive line. Uh, Again, the Wisconsin uh, Mahler, who I just talked about, uh, who I was impressed with at the All-American Bowl, he's the one that he is he is not coming in to um, say, you know what, I'm a freshman, I'm going to learn. He is in to compete. He, you know, he was taking snaps um, during the latter half of practices at the All-American Bowl playing center because he wanted to get some work in. In the scenario that Jarek Patterson did go to the draft, he was like, man, there's an opening for center, then I want to start right away at Notre Dame. I don't really, I don't think he wants to play center and that like he's been playing guard and tackle his whole career, but it's like, whatever gets me on the field the fastest. So Shrouth is the one that I'm really intrigued to see, um, you know, how spring ball goes for him. And then of course, you know, the quarterback, Steve Angelli, because it's the quarterback position, you want to see how he progresses. Uh, You know, running back to Price is going to be fascinating. Uh, There's a number of guys, like you said, but um, Shrouth comes to mind first.
1: Mike, even with players like Braden Lindsay and Avery Davis returning to the Irish to add veteran presence at the wide receiver position. I brought up Merriweather a few moments ago just because the numbers are a bit down right now at the wide receiver position. I noticed on blueandgold.com, the new on3.com site on the message board, some people are asking, are there any wide receivers in this class that could be let me put it this way. Players that are not wide receivers that could be moved to wide receiver if there is a need. Do you think there is anybody the Irish might switch to wide receiver if nothing comes out of the transfer portal?
0: There are two Notre Dame players in this class um, who are on the defensive side of the ball who played receiver in high school. Roland Ziegler is a linebacker. Um, I, I don't see that personally. Now he was like a... He broke high school records in Michigan and, and and whatnot for his play at the receiver position. I, I, I still don't see it at the college level. Jaden Bellamy is coming to Notre Dame as a corner slash safety. That's one I could possibly see, but I still like him um, as a safety um, for Notre Dame. So my personal opinion is no. I think JoJo Johnson could be interesting, um, the Notre Dame rising sophomore who um, had a season-ending injury before, um, I believe, the Florida State game. So that that's that's one on the current roster. I feel like obviously Xavier Watts. Um, you know, if he could move back receiver, I I feel like he would be more like those two would make more sense to me than the the anyone mm-hmm. in the current twenty twenty two class.
1: Mike, Blue and Gold Illustrated, teaming up with the brand new site On3.com. A very exciting new partnership. I know you have a lot of new subscribers and old subscribers that are staying a part of the Blue and Gold family. What type of opportunities do Irish fans have right now if they want to join the Blue and Gold family?
0: I mean, Darren, I feel like i gotta—I got to ask you this question because you know you're on our message board now. I'm going to ask you. What, what what do you see on the message board? What have you thought about it so far?
1: I think uh, there's a lot of people who have really good thoughts. They throw out questions. You guys respond to them, which I think is really, really cool. I have not seen a whole lot of the fire everybody type attitudes, which make me a little nervous. I, I think it's well handled by you guys, and I've I've enjoyed it. There's a lot of football recruiting, regular football talk. There was a hockey thread last week, so – as someone that doesn't get into message boards a whole lot, I've thoroughly enjoyed it so far.
0: Yeah, that's that's what we're looking for. I think we I think a blue and gold we are kind of like a cup of tea for everybody. You just want to read information and you don't want to get into a message board. Great. We put I think we posted eight or nine or 10 stories um yeah. on Monday. You want to you don't care about recruiting and just want to talk ball. Great. We got that. You want to talk men's basketball. Awesome. Patrick Engel does a great job covering. You want to talk women's basketball. Awesome. Tyler Horka does a great job covering that. I really do feel hockey. Like you mentioned, Darren, Tyler Horka is a huge hockey guy. So, you know, we're, we're having hockey threads. Tyler's going to hockey games and, and, and covering those for us. So football recruiting, obviously we have you covered there. Uh, you know, our YouTube channel, we've got all sorts of fun stuff always happening. So I really do feel like what, whatever you're looking for as a Notre Dame fan, you know I think we're going to have you covered at blueandgold.com. So you can sign up for just one dollar for your first year, hmm. uh, fantastic introductory offer. And then we'll all, if you sign up before February third, we're throwing in a free Founders Club hat. Um, that it won't ship out until the summer when we have inventory. Uh, but also this is a dollar subscription. So, you know, you're, you're, you're hacking wait a little bit, but um, so it's, it's really <laughs> a heck of a deal. Um, so if you have any questions, shoot me an email m.singer at blue and com, or uh, find me on Twitter and shoot me a message there at MTSinger.
1: Great work, Mike. Always great to hear from you on Tuesdays when you join me on Sportsbeat AM to talk Notre Dame football recruiting. And the recruiting talk never slows down, as you will find out by being a subscriber at BlueAndGold.com. Mike, good to catch up with you. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Jared. Thank you. Mike Singer, Recruiting Insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, BlueAndGold.com.